What's up, everybody? Coming at you again with another episode of State Secrets, the recruiting edition of The Hangout in the Holy Land, the official podcast of LandGrantHolyLand.com. My name is Colton Denning. I am your host, and I am joined by my buddy and colleague, Patrick Mayhorn. Patrick, the, the teens are at it again. The teens are absolutely at it again. It had been an extremely quiet two months in Ohio State recruiting. Um, Antoine Jackson committed on September 12th, and then there was nothing um, for all of October and all of November. But uh, in the past three days, we've had a, a commitment as um, Tyreek Johnson committed. We've had a decommitment with Brenton Cox, and now we've had another commitment last night uh, as quarterback Matthew Baldwin um, you know, pull, pulled the trigger and joined the class. And it's just, it, it always seems to be the way that it works in recruiting where guys kind of, you know, one thing happens and then there's kind of a domino effect where just everyone decides that now is the time to commit or decommit or all kinds of different stuff. And it's, it's kind of just the way it is. And it, it makes life difficult on, on us in the, the blog world, but it, it's certainly, this is good news for Ohio State. Peer pressure is a, it's a thing for the teens, man. It's a thing for the crews. <laughs> so yesterday we, uh, we recorded an episode, which you can check out on the site or on the SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash land grant, Holy land, or on Apple podcasts, hang out in the Holy land. And we talked about Brenton Cox, Brenton Cox's decommitment and the commitment from four star safety, Tyreek Johnson. So be sure to check that out. But as you mentioned in today's episode, we're going to talk about what happened last night and the QB drama in Ohio State's 2018 class took another turn as three-star Lake Travis, Austin, Texas quarterback Matthew Baldwin committed to Ohio State. Baldwin is a 6'2", 195-pound quarterback. He's the 436th ranked prospect from the 24-7 sports composite, 17th pro-style QB, and the 56th ranked prospect in the state of Texas. He is the 19th member of this 2018 class. He's been committed to CSU since July, had offers from schools like Iowa, Minnesota, and UNC. Before we get into really the the drama that is the Ohio State class and specifically Emory Jones and what his situation is now that Baldwin has committed. What kind of QB is Matthew Baldwin? Well, as I mentioned in the um, his, his commitment piece last night, he's not really the traditional Urban Meyer Ohio State quarterback. He's not a great runner he's a he's a capable runner but he's he's really not his that's not his forte i don't foresee him successfully running a lot of read options and kind of similar to to Dwayne Haskins and his body of work coming out of high school just you know not really a runner but I, I think he is capable his his greatest quality is his ability to throw and specifically his his accuracy he has a decent arm he doesn't have a ton of size I, I think he'll probably need to bulk up a little bit which shouldn't be an issue uh, at the next level but you know six two and a half 195 is really not big enough for a big 10 quarterback uh, but he, he's very accurate he's a smart decision maker he gets the ball out quick. He has a, a nice release, and I think that he could fit in a Kevin Wilson system. Um, and I, I, he's almost more of that Oklahoma-style quarterback that we saw with Kevin Wilson than he is the Urban Meyer type, but I, I think it could work if they change the offense for him a little bit. I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a second. Tell me why Matthew Baldwin isn't John Brantley. I don't know if I can. I don't know <laughs> if I can tell you why he's not John Brantley. Um, the, I think really the only major difference because in terms of play style he's not all that different 
but the the only thing that really would stand out to me that could differentiate them under an Urban Meyer offense and in an Urban Meyer team is Ryan Day and Kevin Wilson. If both those guys are still here, which I I don't imagine they will be for a particularly long time, yeah. but I think that they can kind of fix the offense to make it work for him. And I imagine that if they're still here um, and they're still at Ohio State during Matthew Baldwin's career, uh, he'll be much more successful than John Brantley because we've seen quarterbacks who can't necessarily run all that well have success under Urban Meyer. We saw Cardale Jones yep. do it. He, I, I don't consider him to be a runner. Um, I don't consider Dwayne Haskins to really be a runner. I, I think it's doable. It's just it'll take some work from the offensive coordinators and who, you know, whoever that may be during his career. The question that everybody wants to know with this situation now is what does this mean for Emory Jones? Um, well, I, I, I think that this may not be a result of Emory Jones as much as it is a result of, you know, some some possible attrition on the roster. I'm sure many people have seen the rumors about possible quarterback transfers and we we won't talk about that too much just cuz I, I don't know. I, I don't like talking about guys transferring off a team while they're still on the team, you know? But um there there probably will only be two quarterbacks on the roster next season with with JT Barrett graduating and assuming one of the three quarterbacks behind him transfers um that's just that's not going to be enough and even with three one of those guys would be a true freshman so ohio state would really like to bring in two quarterbacks in this class and i i think that they would like for baldwin and emory jones to coexist but with emory jones taking a number of visits to pretty much every sec school including auburn alabama i mean he he's looked all around the conference he's looked at florida um he he's not been quiet about his his willingness to look at all of his options and that you know obviously with a quarterback that kind of makes you nervous especially when he's from georgia he's from the south and Ohio State would certainly like to bring in Emory Jones, and I don't think that this disqualifies them from getting Emory Jones, but I, I think it's more of a a protection you know, measure to, to avoid not having a quarterback in the class. Yeah, they definitely had to have a fallback plan if Jones does go elsewhere. And it was funny, after Baldwin committed, Jones got on Twitter and put out the thinking emoji, which is always, always a good time. And, and let a lot of fans to lose their minds. But you're not going to say it. I will. It's important to remember that Joe Burrow probably is going to transfer. There was an article from Bill Landis on Cleveland.com, which is really good and you guys should should check out, uh, about Joe Burrow's status, his relationship with Urban Meyer, and pretty much hinted that he is going to be on the roster till at least spring ball. He's going to compete. But he, it's important to remember he graduates in May, so if he's able to leave, he has two years of eligibility left, and he can go play somewhere else immediately right away. So this is definitely, I think, like you're saying, more than just, oh my God, Emory Jones is probably going to decommit and go somewhere else. They have to have a couple of different fallback plans here just in case, no matter if Jones stays or, or leaves. Yeah, and I, I think another option, because there's really not a ton of quarterbacks left in this class you know, uncommitted for Ohio State to go and try and get, and obviously they can try to flip somebody. But I think if Jones does leave the class, we'll probably see Ohio State go 
with you know either trying to find a transfer transfer or just a grad transfer to back up Dwayne Haskins next season because they they really don't want to have to put in you know a redshirt freshman Tate Martell or a true freshman Matthew Matthew Baldwin they they would like to have some kind of secure backup for Dwayne Haskins or someone who could even potentially come in and compete for the starting role if um, Joe Burrow does end up leaving but I think that two two quarterbacks will be added to the roster next season, no matter who you know. If if it's Jones and Baldwin, if it's Baldwin and a transfer, I I think that that's pretty much 100% going to happen because Ohio State's not comfortable with only having three quarterbacks on their roster. The chaos scenario of Tate Martell playing quarterback for Ohio <laughs> State kind of intrigues me. And like you know, our brand of quarterback, Patrick, the uh, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, Kurt Benkert, both those guys, they're about to graduate. We need another. We need another quarterback to go fill that role. Tate Martell, I, he's got all the tools, man. Yeah, he's he's short. He's fast. He's got um, a very nice tattoo sleeve, and he can throw the ball 80 <laughs> yards in any direction. That's really all I need in a quarterback. <laughs> the only thing he needs to complete it is the visor. Mayfield has yes. <laughs> it. Ben Kurt has it. So Tate Martell, if you're listening out there, you need to get that visor. Maybe add a few more tattoos, but uh, he's on the right track. But it seems like Ohio State, um, if you're looking for a situation to keep an eye on this offseason, I mean, there's going to be some decisions to be made all across Ohio State's position groups after the Cotton Bowl with draft and and other sorts of attrition but quarterback is going to be one to keep an eye on I know we're all really excited to see Dwayne Haskins and there probably isn't going to be much of a drop-off if any there may be improvement for Ohio State at the quarterback position next season but uh depth wise it's looking a little perilous right now and even if Martell ends up being a great backup uh to only have two guys there with college experience is definitely not a situation you want heading into next season. Yeah, and I would say Ohio State fans should know as well as anybody in the country the importance of backup quarterbacks. Um, And it's never really a good thing to have to play a true freshman quarterback unless you're like Georgia, I guess, because they just keep doing it. But Ohio State would really like to avoid that. They would like some time to develop whoever the freshman that they bring in is, if it's Baldwin, if it's Jones, if it's both of them. Um, They would like to take some time to develop those guys, and I I think that it's pretty much a sure thing that they would like to go out and and find someone with experience to back up Haskins. But, um, you know, as you mentioned, I don't think there's really going to be much question about who the starter is next season. Um, Dwayne Haskins has proved himself, and that'll probably be the least – controversy of anything surrounding the quarterback this offseason especially important to have depth for Ohio State at quarterback given the way that they've run QBs since Urban Meyer has been there and the injuries that they've had at quarterback during his tenure in Columbus but that probably wraps up today's subject we wanted to keep it pretty short get a short podcast out there for you guys about Matthew Baldwin's commitment Patrick you got anything else man is is anybody else going to commit while we're not recording I mean I would say no but it seems like every time I say that someone else commits so probably i guess maybe i can jinx it so that no one does and we can have a couple calm days (laughs) well if they do commit where can people follow you on twitter for all the news about what the teens are doing if if people really want to follow me for teen information they can do so at patrick underscore mayhorn on twitter.com um this sounds a lot worse than than, than yeah. it needs to be. <laughs> um, they can also, um, if, if I if I've heard correctly, if my sources have ter- have told me um, the truth, they can also follow the pod on Twitter. Where can they do that? They can do that at Holy Land Pod 
We're going to have a bunch of cool stuff out there. We want to really interact with you guys. So hitting the podcast Twitter feed hard. So be sure to follow us at Holy Land Pod. Uh, send us any number of tweets with your opinions about Ohio State football, basketball. Be sure to check out the basketball episode that Matt Tamanini put out today, earlier today, uh, talking about Ohio State basketball's first 10 games. So we got a ton of stuff coming your guys' way. We are going to be potting a ton during the offseason. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Yeah, send us all of your favorite DeMario McCall pictures. That's that's my only yes. request. And and hey, Patrick and I are going to talk about Mario Kart and video games a lot this offseason. So this if you true. have opinions on that, be sure to send them our way. So give us a follow on Twitter at Holy Land Pod. Follow Patrick on Twitter at Patrick underscore Mayhorn. Follow me on Twitter at Dubsco and follow the site on Twitter at LandGrant33. And then if you want to keep up with the show when it drops, go to SoundCloud.com slash LandGrantHolyLand and subscribe. Go on to Apple Podcasts and that is hang out in the Holy Land and leave us a review there. That's going to wrap up today's show. I want to thank you guys for listening. Be sure to check out all the other shows we dropped this week. And until next time, for Patrick Mayhorn, I'm Colton Denning. This is the Hangout in the Holy Land, and go Bucks.